Welcome to Upon Arrival, a show that uncovers stories and strategies that make up all the moving parts of business events tourism with me, Adelaine Ng. You know the saying, hindsight is 2020? We're usually referring to how hindsight gives us perfect vision or perspective. But I'm sure you'll agree the saying has taken on a whole new meaning in 2020. Almost everyone I've spoken with this year has told me they've learned something new about themselves. Me too. I learned I can be really bad at work-life balance even when I'm working full-time from home and I'm supposed to have more control over my hours. That's something I'll be trying to improve on in the new year. I also think we can call 2020 the year of experimentation. We experimented with Zoom calls replacing board meetings, working from home, wondering if productivity would be the same, and making business deals online, something most people wouldn't have been comfortable doing pre-COVID. Last week, I experimented with this podcast and tried a storytelling format in a monologue style. Some people loved it, others were confused by the change. What happened to the Q&A, they asked. Where did you disappear in the interview? Experiments are meant to teach us something. And learn something, I did. People generally don't like change. They've been through enough change this year. For my final episode in 2020, I'm chatting with Jessie Heng, Regional Director at Mice Maestro, about the changes she's had to adopt in her business to survive. Jessie first tried upping her tech game. Didn't work as well as hoped, but she did find something else that seems promising. I asked her about her learnings this year and what she's changed to stay relevant in the business tourism industry. So Jessie, welcome. Tell us something about yourself. Uh, yes, my name is Jessie. I stay in Singapore. I live in an area that is near the seaside. Nice. So I'm a little bit lucky because I get to be near nature a lot. I love traveling. And as you know, Singapore is a very small island. We don't really have a lot of luxury to, you know, just drive out to the outback. Like you guys in Australia, that's easily accessible. Yeah, this is the time where we envy the rest of the world because they are so huge. And Singapore is so tiny. <laughs> and we are running out of place to go. We like go to all the parks we've never been. We go to all the reservoirs we've never been in. <laughs> now we are looking at little islands that I've never heard of. So... I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a backyard adventure to me, Jesse. but I know you're really hankering to get on a plane. What does travel mean to you? What makes a trip special? I'm actually an advocate for people who should try traveling alone. 15 years ago, I organized a me trip myself to Europe for about a good three weeks. It's a very um, different experience. You just focus on the things that you like and immerse into the local neighborhood instead of the touristy place. So I kind of like explore places that is not well traveled by people. And I started to discover a lot of more things that people don't see on a normal track. So I find this kind of traveling very exciting and it kind of like creates different type of meaning, you know, um, interpretation to life. A me trip, I love that. But where in Europe did you go on this trip? I covered Germany, Italy, of course, uh, France. So once I touched down on the main city where the flights are available, 
I travel out from the city to the smaller villages around. And was there a particular experience that stayed with you? I think I remember going to the small museum in one of the little town where you don't get to see any people at all. It's very quiet, and you really have that peaceful time, just admiring the artist that produces those work in the museum. It's very surreal because this is a kind of peace and. Emptiness that we couldn't find in Singapore, so I thought that was really special to me. And how did you get involved with incentive travel? Twenty years ago, I started working with a events and incentive company, and that's where we started to organize corporate events and slowly move into incentive events, which brings us overseas a lot. And when we produce experiential events to client, I can see that you know it kind of like turn the event around, where we can help people to immerse into other people's culture, appreciating the destination differently. So I realized that we can actually integrate other people's culture while they're traveling. You know, for business, it makes me want to do much more. You know, to this industry. What would you say was the best incentive trip you've planned to date? One of the most memorable incentive trips I've organized is for a group of doctors from Malaysia. Of course, the main thing is for them to attend a medical conference in Paris. This is the first time the organizer wanted to also explore something other than just attending the conference. So we came up with some incentive programs in their free time. To mingle with the locals, so I have some contacts back in Paris to organize things like a market walk in the morning, where sometimes you see a specific group of、uh, chefs from certain restaurant came and do their you know the selection of ingredients that they need for the、um, restaurant, and they really get very excited because these are the things that they don't get to see on their usual tours. And then we bring them to other restaurants that specialize in certain local produce, that is very unique to them as well. So overall, the doctors have a kind of learning about the、uh, culinary culture, as well as how you know other professions start their day early in the morning. So they they like that kind of feeling. Now fast forward to twenty twenty when the monster that was this year arrived. How did that impact your business? It is very sad at the beginning when we started to receive a lot of cancellation, and things we have worked so hard in the past two years that supposed to be in the pipeline this year, we lost a good almost half a mil of things in the pipeline that was cancelled just by the snap of finger that COVID is here and because、uh, even as of now, you know, no one knows when normal can be back again. So that is a lot of、um, uncertainties around travel trade itself. Seeing half a million dollars disappear just like that would have been, ouch! What did you try when it became clear that travel was not going to resume anytime soon? In the span of six months, where we try exploring, pivoting, trying out new technologies and some different variation of events that cannot be done physically. We've tried that as well, and of course have a good evaluation. However, most of the available options doesn't quite fit into our business model for the time being. So what else can we do, right? So we have enough grieving, and then we move on and started to look at things slightly differently. We started to look at: is there any 
business segment or business needs that has gaps to fill. And、uh, we look into the mental wellness market. It's something that we can continue to integrate with our existing business, Trevor Trade. That we felt that perhaps it's a time to explore into that market. Like you know, eventually we can change it and become things like organizing retreats. That we will also bring back our traditional business into it as well. So right now we are spending a lot of time exploring that market and see how we can do that integration in the future. That's such an interesting move to me for an incentive travel company to get into mental wellness and see it tie back into your long-term goals. I understand the motivation for the idea came from a personal place. Is that right? Yes. During this time, I've come across some clients. The problem that arises because of COVID, you know, everyone started to stay at home, and the increased number of contact hours with their loved ones, and a lot of them doesn't know how to deal with conflict, to deal with the extra face time they have together. And suddenly, kind of like spin off to some other things that they're very, very hard to deal with it. And when they do not know how to cope with it, it's spiraling to something else more emotional. So that's why they need to learn tools that help them to cope a little bit better. It ranges from children who comes to see me, as well as couples, and also older parents as well. What would you say was your biggest aha moment this year? I think my biggest aha moment this year is that I managed to move myself from the red ocean into a blue ocean. And can you explain the red ocean, blue ocean concept a little more? The red ocean is where the market is very saturated, where everybody is looking at the same pie for the longest time and trying to reinvent themselves within that red ocean. And Blue Ocean is a place where there wasn't really a lot of competitors, and it's certainly a new market. I managed to move myself into a Blue Ocean that I found in mental wellness industry. I think that there's a lot of potential that、I、can still continue my passion and continue to build my Blue Ocean within a new industry, and be able to bring other people to join me in this Blue Ocean. Jesse, thank you very much. It's so encouraging to hear stories where people in the industry are finding new horizons and new markets. Not an easy feat. I wish you the very best. That things will pan out the way you're hoping it will. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening. If you've been with me from day one when this podcast was launched on September 30, I'm especially grateful. In Australia, I'd like to thank MPK for leaving me a rating and a review. MPK said. This is so useful. Such a great podcast for those of us looking to rebound in the travel industry, particularly in the my sector. And Chani Taylor also left a review saying, "This is the only podcast you need. Incredible value and insights, guys. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. And if you've been enjoying this podcast but haven't quite managed to yet, do spare a moment to subscribe and rate the show. You have no idea how much that would mean." I'll be back in 2021 after a two-week break. I'm taking my own advice to give myself some me time, which means I'll be back on January 13th. Don't worry, I'll still be thinking about you and about the kinds of guests and topics you'd like to hear more about. If you have a few ideas, let me know at uponarrivalpodcast@gmail.com. Wishing you a very happy new year, and here's to uncovering more stories and strategies for a successful future.